You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. In the dynamic world of enterprise security, identity architects and IT leaders face a major challenge. Growth by repeated acquisitions multiplies the complexity of everything. Multiple IDPs, MFA providers, policy engines that all need to coexist. This can lead to fragmented user identities and policies that create security vulnerabilities and add access friction. Strata Identity solves this. Now you can decommission unneeded IDPs and consolidate the ones you'd like to keep without rewriting apps or disrupting users, engineers, and app owners. Plus, Strata's modular architecture makes it easy to integrate with any identity provider without manual maintenance and coding. Join the ranks of cybersecurity leaders using identity orchestration. Visit strata.io slash cyberwire, share your top identity security priorities, and receive a pair of complimentary AirPods Pro. Offer valid for organizations with over 5,000 employees. Step into a new era of identity management at strata.io slash cyberwire. M.K. Palmore is a director in the office of the CISO for Google Cloud. We recently chatted about why collective cybersecurity ultimately depends on having a diverse, skilled workforce and efforts M.K. Palmore and his Google Cloud colleagues are taking to improve the situation. Especially in the technology field, I think, is where uh, we see such a disparity uh, as it relates to the, the presence of women and underrepresented minorities in the field of cybersecurity. Uh, the statistics tell us a um, challenging story. Uh, one, we know that, you know, typically speaking, women represent somewhere close to 50, 51 percent of the population. And there's nearly that much in terms of the workforce. Their presence in technology is somewhere around the low 20 percent uh, realm. And as you go up the ranks, those numbers get to be smaller and smaller. Um, people of color, um, black, Latino, um, sometimes categorized as roughly 17, 18% of the workforce. Uh, and those numbers, as it relates to technology, you'll find hovering somewhere between 5 to 8% uh, at any one point in time when you take snapshots of the industry. So the struggle for uh, organizations today, like Google and other organizations that are in trying, to, trying to increase uh, the numbers of women and underrepresented minorities in terms of uh, increasing the talent pool is in moving the needle on those numbers. Where do you go to source the talent that has the requisite skills that you're looking for in order to bring them on board in your organization? How do you subsequently get them on board into the organization? And then how do you, um, the big challenge for all organizations is retention. How do you retain that kind of talent once you have them on board and create a pathway for them to grow and be nurtured within the profession and ultimately succeed? Uh, so the, the numbers have, are daunting. They've been daunting, quite frankly, for quite some time, for a number of years. Uh, and, you know, folks like myself and others who uh, do this professionally are engaged at any one point in time in a number of, um, you know, for me, internal issues here at Google Cloud in, in an effort to help move the needle on this issue and also providing support to outside organizations and nonprofits in this realm too. Uh, also, um, move the needle uh, and impact change where we can. 
Well, so within Google Cloud itself, where are you finding success? What, what sort of initiatives are making a difference there? Yeah, so I, I think that, you know, broadly speaking, uh, what we see in the industry is that if you can train people, if you can give them the requisite skills that they need, baseline skills, in order to be able to compete for entry-level positions, that you oftentimes are helping to set them up for success. In fact, there are some numbers out there that will tell you that training, specific training around cybersecurity introductory skills, is the number one way to translate someone from a zero start into the field. Um, and, and we have a number of programs uh, one of which that I uh, am shepherding here under the Google Cybersecurity Action Team uh, and others within Google that are much more mature and um, much further along that help to enable the existing uh, workforce. Uh, in other words, folks out there who show an interest in cybersecurity or uh, want to pique their interest. In other words, they want to take some exploratory courses and try and get some exposure to the industry. We have a number uh, of efforts underway to actually take folks through the training uh, pipeline so that they get some baseline training for entry-level positions. And we also have a number of things underway that will get, help to get exposure to folks uh, who are, again, zero start, but potentially interested in the industry. I always say there's two components that you need. You need a level of interest and you need an aptitude. You don't necessarily need to come to the table with specific skill sets like technology skill sets, but much of what it is that we do in cybersecurity day in and day out can be taught. Uh, and certainly it can be learned. When you're talking about training here, I mean, is this is this something that Google offers internally or are folks going to outside providers? How, how does that all work? Yeah, so I, it, it's happening in a number uh, of different lanes. There is an internal effort to increase the availability of cybersecurity training, certainly among uh, our own employees internally. But we also recognize that Google has a responsibility to the industry and society overall to provide assistance in this area because we all see the gap that exists uh, in terms of getting qualified folks into the pipeline and certainly uh, expanding the aperture in terms of identifying the, the, the folks that we may bring into this profession is in large part of what we're engaged in um, as it relates to Google. In other words, identifying opportunities, whether it be through nonprofit organizations that exist or our own efforts to deliver cybersecurity-based training, targeting that training to uh, women and underrepresented minorities so that you can, again, gain some traction in an area where we know that folks have an interest and aptitude and we can point them in the right direction and give them the skills that they're going to need to be able to get some baseline opportunities within the field. And as you well know, once you get in, I mean, it's it's sort of, you know, pick your poison in terms of how many different areas and domains and other areas of depth that you would like to go into. But we all know that the real barrier is getting that initial job uh, in the industry. And we are, again, putting together programs and uh, have an effort afoot to increase that talent pool and to do it in such a way that we enable folks to do well in that interviewing process, um, bring or show that they have some experience in terms of gathering the skill sets necessary to get those entry-level jobs. And then, of course, you know, to get in and actually succeed. Um, there's a, there are many different lanes, many different efforts underway. Can you share some insights on, on how far back we can go into that pipeline? I mean, I'm, I'm thinking of getting in touch with kids in middle school and, and coming up through high school to even plant that seed of possibility in their minds that this is an area that they can pursue. Yeah, I, I think you hit the nail on the head there. This is one of the things that as a society, I think that many of us have come late to the table on. One, 
the current generation is growing up with technology being a substantive part of uh, their growth and maturation. So it's not a surprise to them, I think, that that technology can play a role uh, in the future idea that they have for themselves around what kind of professions that they pursue. But what we particularly don't do a good job at in cybersecurity is really at an early age explaining to people that this too can be a domain and a pursuit uh, in terms of your overall future professional interests. And I do think that we need to get access earlier. Likely at the high school level, I think, is probably the, the time where you could introduce cybersecurity topics and subjects so that folks understand that this is a viable pathway, this is a viable pursuit. And oh, by the way, um, it's as broad and as deep as any profession out there, certainly from a technical aspect, and it has equal numbers of technically related jobs and non-technically related jobs, all contributing to uh, the safety and security of you know wide-scale uh, enterprises. And so there should be an interest at a very young age to identify this kind of job uh, and then subsequently study for it. If, you know, going through the normal four-year college path is the choice that a particular person makes, there should be a way for folks to pursue that. But there also should be uh, ways for folks to pursue it if they choose not to go to college. Uh, there's lots of different lanes from which you can come and, and find entry into this field. We know that lots of folks with backgrounds like mine come from the military or government work and come into cybersecurity. We know that uh, that many people start, again, from stage zero get some exposure to the field through a variety of programs and then subsequently find their way in the industry by building on success and getting experience in different places. And then we also have to make room for that entry-level or mid-level employee who decides to transition into cybersecurity. Uh, and we've seen a lot of success uh, in that route as well, bringing people to the table, bringing them to the industry, again, by providing training and skills that will help and enable them to get those initial landing jobs. What's your advice for, for those folks who are, who are finding some frustration in trying to identify those entry-level jobs? You know, I, I hear people say that I'm looking around and it seems as though most of the organizations are expecting me to be fully baked, you know, to have all those years of experience or all those certifications or that four-year degree, and they're just finding it hard to break through. Right. So uh, there's two two issues there. One from the industry side of the house, I think we as an industry have to do a better job at crafting those entry level positions. Everyone knows about the horror stories out there around job descriptions that ask for a requisite amount of experience, a requisite amount of certifications for entry level jobs. And I think that we're not being honest with ourselves in terms of what it really takes to be successful in some of these positions. So as an industry, if we can do a better job at writing those JDs and identifying people with potential, understanding that they're going to, there's going to be some component of on the job training where they're actually going to learn the skills that they need while on the job. I think oftentimes we are hyper focused on getting folks through the door who essentially have already done the job. And what we expect them to do is do that same job for us. Um, and, and that's why you have such a rotation of skills. Uh, within the technology industry, folks moving from one enterprise to the next because they're offered, you know, a higher salary. We, we have to do and, and and be better about crafting what it is that we need for those entry level jobs. So my advice to the uh, new entrant: don't stop. Put your head down. Identify training courses, opportunities to train and learn. And as you're continuing that process of learning, and again, you know, people learn in lots of different fashions. There are 
Uh, there's a lot of asynchronous online platforms now that will provide training. Our Grow with Google certificate uh, is one way that folks can pursue technology training. There are other vendors for which uh, we all know about that provide a litany of online cybersecurity-focused training, and we have partnerships with some of those organizations now uh, that is a viable way for someone to gain entry into the industry. So I would say don't get frustrated. Continue to train. Uh, in other words, get opportunities to train where you can to learn the material and look for those opportunities in your current job that will allow you some exposure to the industry, and then you can use that as the experience that you will gather uh, in an effort to do better in uh, in some of these job interviews and then potentially exposure to newer opportunities. So continue to train, don't get frustrated and stay focused on uh, what is available out there and keep keep pressing. Expand that network too. You know, from your own point of view and as a leader, why is this something to focus on? What What does having diversity in your team uh, provide the organization as a whole? Yeah, so I, I think that from a... We're just talking about cybersecurity workforce. I think that this issue of creating diverse teams in cybersecurity may be the most critical issue that organizations are dealing with now and and for the foreseeable future. We have all awakened uh, now at this point in history and time, recognizing the importance of cybersecurity, uh, not just on uh, business operations, but also on our lives. So it impacts us widely as a society, but also impacts business operations. And this issue of um, creating more diverse teams, I think, quite honestly, is going to help us get better at solving problems. At the heart of cybersecurity is this idea of problem solving. And if we're not bringing um, different and varied mindsets and experiences to the table, we're going to continue to use some of those old approaches to solving security problems. And quite frankly, I think that history has shown us that we are, uh, as an industry, probably not doing as well as we would like to in terms of combating adversarial techniques and tactics. Uh, And I think increasing the diversity set, in other words, increasing the diverse teams that we point towards these problems will actually help us solve them more quickly and potentially bring better solutions to the table. That's M.K. Palmore from Google Cloud. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. 